Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. You're listening to daily talk program, news program, today's issues, and opinion and analysis. This is Wednesday, October the 4th, and uh, Ed Battagliano joins me in studio. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Along with Fred Jackson. Yeah, it's August, I think. What did I say? Is that October? Well, I'm not. It's just, you're just wishing. Listen, now, as president of this here ministry, <laughs> I've been told that I have the authority to... Uh, you know, come up with my own months. So uh, if I want to identify as living in <laughs> as living in October, who are you to tell me we're not in October, Ed? It's true. That's, that's right. That's true. And go out and buy those Halloween candy right now. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, I hereby declare that you are listening in Wednesday, October fourth, two thousand and oh, what what the heck? Let's just pick a 2022. year. Two thousand twenty-two. Let's just pick a year. 2022. Uh, maybe maybe we'll be all we, we won't even be t- talking about that c word anymore. Let's, let's let's make it even easier to remember. It's the year 2222. That okay. sounds like a song. Yes, uh, in, in the, the year, year 2222. 22, 22, yeah. When COVID is <laughs> no still more, here. still here, still here. Oh, I was thinking to my, I was thinking to myself last night. I was watching something, listening to something. And I was going. I, I look, I look so forward to the day I never hear the word uh, face mask news used again in in a discussion with anybody. Right. You know, I don't want to hear that anymore. All right. That that place is called heaven. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, Fred, and it won't be here on earth. That's huh? right. All right. Uh, a lot to discuss. Ed, how can people join us on uh, the internet? Well, if you do, if you would like to watch us do radio, you can simply go to YouTube or Facebook and search for today's issues. That is the name of this program. Click through, and you can watch our video stream. If you would like to uh, access us, access us when you are away from mm-hmm. your radio uh, station, like if you're traveling, you can download the AFR app. Having a little trouble today because it's 22-22. You can download the app, the AFR app, and you can listen to us on your smartphone or other device, portable device, as long as you have good internet. Or if you would like to stream American Family Radio, you can do that on your computer at AFR.net. We stream our programming live, audio only. And then uh, if you would like to download a podcast of a show that you missed, you can also do that at AFR.net. Brad, what's going on? Well, yesterday on the program, we previewed very briefly because it was breaking news, the Attorney General of the state of New York announcing that indeed <clears throat> the governor of that state, Andrew Cuomo, was guilty of sexually harassing at least 11 women. At least that's what her report was. And, of course, this is a... Can I call it a scandal? I think I can. 
that's been going on now for several months. Remember about a year ago, just over a year ago, Andrew Cuomo was the star governor uh, in the country and how he's dealing with the pandemic. Well, he, won, he won an Emmy Award. Hollywood and, and the left-wing media were just fawning themselves. Yes. Uh, over him because of his leadership during COVID, and it was, and uh, and that was you know he was he was the man. Yeah, things have changed. Of course, the story broke about what he did with uh, elderly people, uh, taking them from nursing homes, putting them in the hospitals, and many people died. But yesterday, the story was about uh, another aspect that occurred in the last twelve months were the allegations from these, a lot of them former staffers uh, in the governor's office saying that he had sexually uh, harassed them. And the attorney general launched the investigation and said it was true, at least in the case of 11 of these women. Now, a lot of people may think that, okay, investigation, all these women coming forward, attorney general gives a report, that maybe yesterday Andrew Cuomo was going to announce, all right, I'm not guilty, but I think I'll step down. Kind of, uh, you know, enough is enough. You would be wrong. Here's how he responded to this report. Cut number five. The New York Times published a front-page picture of me touching a woman's face at a wedding and then kissing her on the cheek. That is not front page news. I've been making the same gesture in public all my life. I actually learned it from my mother and from my father. It is meant to convey warmth, nothing more. Indeed, there are hundreds, if not thousands of photos of me using the exact same gesture. I do it with everyone black and white, young and old, straight and LGBTQ, powerful people, friends, strangers, people who I meet on the well, street. I'll tell you what, you're going to get a disease doing that right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went on to blame Ed, his Italian heritage. Well, yeah. d don't, don't look at me. Now I will I will say this I, I will and I'm not defending the governor uh, I do think it's I, I I do think we need to let the process play out I said that when President Trump what candidate more, what more Trump, needs to be played out Well I I, th I think that they already did their investigation eleven women said he sexually harassed them Yeah I, I well I'm just saying in terms of him stepping down I, let me let me let me defend my Italian heritage first and then we'll get to the uh, to the allegations against the governor. Okay, go. Uh, it is it is true that in a lot of cultures, including Italian culture, Greek, my mom's side, the Greek side, was even more this way. Uh, all my uncles and the older Greeks, you come in, man or woman, boy or girl, you get a kiss on the cheek. Okay, that was just that was just, I was always uncomfortable because that just wasn't the way it was in my household. But I think the French do that. A lot of Mediterranean people do that. However, that is so. I'm just defending those kinds of heritage. I think Middle East is everybody. Like that too. Yeah, most people are familiar with that kind yeah. of affection that people show in greetings and right. Uh, it's not common in uh, America or in Canada. Uh, men greet men with a handshake traditionally. 
But in some parts of the world, it's a, it's a kiss on the cheek. In Arab countries, too. So, yeah. yeah. But I will say this. That's not all Governor Cuomo's been no. accused of. No. He's been accused of far more than that. If it was only that, right. I think he would have, uh, it, I'd say a case, he would have a good defense. Although, if people are uncomfortable, he should stop doing it. Uh, now, when I say we need to let this play out, um, I want to hear more of what the governor says in his defense really? to the accusations. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've said this all along. When candidate Trump was accused and other people are accused, I want to know if these individuals made these accusations at the time and there's corroborating evidence, then I think oh, that's I, legit. I, I, uh, well, I, I understand that point, what you're making about don't judge don't rush to judgment. Right. That's all. I'm uh, uh, don't rush to judgment on accusations, especially about sexual harassment, because we've seen this before, especially against Republicans, Kavan, Judge Justice Kavanaugh and others, uh, where it's just flimsy, uh, uh, flimsy evidence, quote, accusations. Uh, and if they have any, any, no corroboration, no other witnesses, like with the. Uh, the judge, the uh, professor from California who had her 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Ford. Yeah. Uh, Blazy yeah, Ford. Yeah. Couldn't remember where she was, but she certainly yes. judge that Brett Kavanaugh. But, but if he did these things, and I'm not going to even say on the air. Who did that these they, things? Uh, Cuomo. We switched back to Cuomo Yeah, now? but back to Cuomo. If he did these things, then obviously he should step down. Be, and I'm not going to say it on the mm. air where he was touching because. Well, let me just say the, the reason I believe him. They're, these are all liberals. Yeah. Okay. These are people who work for him and multiple women. Right. This is a guy who uh, has a reputation of uh, – nobody accused him that I know of of, of rape or even no. even sexual intercourse that I can see. It's just that he's – he sounds like one of those guys who's a play – you know, he's a playboy. He's, yeah. He wants to hit on the younger women and uh, have them – uh, you know, so that's what he—that's what he's been accused of using so, his authority now. Democrats, yeah, because he's the governor, right. and he has subordinates yes. working for him who yes. are female, and you—you you can't do that. Right. No. Go ahead. Now, even you know, there are four Democrat governors uh, in that area of the country, up in the Northeast, who have all said he should resign. And President Joe Biden yesterday was asked about this. This is what he had to say. Cut three. Back in March, you said that if the investigation confirmed the allegations against Governor Cuomo, then he should resign. So will you now call on him to resign, given the investigator said the 11 women were credible? I stand by that statement. Are you now calling on him to resign? Yes. And if he doesn't resign, do you believe he should be impeached and removed from office? Let's take one thing at a time here. I think he should resign. So there you have it. That was the president asked about this yesterday. Now, this was a civil inquiry. I was reading about this this morning, not a criminal inquiry. So the attorney general did not refer this fi these findings to criminal prosecution. However, uh, local district attorneys can take the information that the attorney general has put together in her report and they can use it for charges if they decide to do so. Well, and go ahead. I was just going to say, in in any case, everybody should know by now. I mean, this is 2021. It's not 
2022 or 2222. But it is 2021. Everyone should know by now that if you are in a position of authority and power, you do not, uh, you know, commit the kinds of offenses which he is of which he is accused. You don't touch young ladies. You don't ask them out. You know, on dates. You don't talk sexual things or spit into the wind yeah or pull on superman's cape right everyone should know that, that, that it's inappropriate and it puts a young woman especially who is working for a powerful man uh that puts them in just an impossible situation they want to keep their job they don't want to lose their job and so it makes it very difficult for them to file complaints and so on so everyone should know that by now and if he is going to say yeah i did these things but Hey, I'm Italian. That's just that's just not. He, he, he'll be he'll resign before the end of the month. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because he's, uh, you know, he, he's making that kind of uh, re, uh, you know excuse. Uh, or is that what you want to call it? Saying hey, just I do this with everybody. I, I'm, I'm a touchy feely kind of guy, yeah. you know. And uh, it's I don't think it's going to work. But whether he resigns or not, you know. Well, this could get criminal. Uh, if he doesn't resign, then the AG could say, hey, we're going ahead with criminal prosecution here. They may be waiting for that. And if he resigns, they'll drop it. Uh, but uh, in, anyway, uh, the, you got four surrounding governors who are all Democrats who are calling for him to resign. you got the President of the United States right. calling for him to resign, who's a Democrat, and his friend. So I don't, I don't see how he survives. Um, I think he'll be out by the end of the week. But if he wants to hang on and face criminal prosecution, and then also, well, well, I don't know that this will happen, but boy, it would really uh, be interesting. It would be uh, an a, a interfight, uh, an interparty fight, because what if now it seems like all the Democrats are lining up against Cuomo, but what if Cuomo comes back and says, well, "I tell you what, Joe, why don't you resign?" You're right. the member Tara Reed. Yes, good, uh, excellent huh? point. Uh, Tara Reed, why don't we have Tara come forward now and testify, and then you resign? Uh, That's an ex. No, that is an excellent point. Uh, uh, and if he wanted to get combative, he could. He could. That's do what that. I'm saying. Yeah, and he may. And he's the type. Yeah, he's got that personality. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's always good to know you get wise, good counseling from uh, your brother. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? On matters of this nature, uh, you can count on your CNN anchor brother and uh, doing the right thing. So what a Chris Cuomo, some, no, nobody hardly watches anymore on CNN. CNN is not the news anymore. Right. We've talked about this before. I love CNN when it was news from around the world, man. Yeah. Live, breaking, we're going to mm-hmm. go on site, you know. It was a great it was a great network for mm-hmm. for so many reasons for for a long time. CNN I'm talking about. This is CNN. Mm-hmm. Uh Ted Turner had the idea. Let's go uh, uh with cable news. Mm-hmm. And uh now it's no longer that. It's just it's just left-wing opinion. Yep. Uh yes. and and orange man bad. Mm-hmm. And that's all 24/7. Mm-hmm. And they've um, and they've blown it. I mean they've they've lost that's what why they, they had. They put everything in the uh hate Trump yeah. Um, uh, basket and now he's gone mm-hmm. they got nothing to do so Cuomo Chris Cuomo is uh Andrew Cuomo the governor's brother 
at CNN, and the report yesterday said that he was counseling his brother, mm-hmm. the governor, mm-hmm. while he's on CNN. He's counseling on how, how to handle this with the media. Yeah, behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, next story. Let's move on from the Cuomo Bros. Well, uh, you heard uh, Joe Biden uh, like a used car re- dealership re- responding to that. <laughs> Come uh, on down to Cuomo sorry, Brothers. Sorry, Fred, we're interrupting the Cuomo question yesterday. Yeah. Well, uh, Joe Biden had called a news conference uh, to give his latest uh, admonishment. I guess it is. Uh, Joe Biden called a news conference. Are you sure about this? Yeah, yeah. He was brought out and propped. Uh, no, I shouldn't say. <laughs> Uh, that was a Freudian that, slip. That, that was that was bad. that was not planned. No. Well, uh, yeah. Okay, it, uh, oh. Anyway, he's out uh, to give his latest call for people to get vaccinated. Yeah. And he used the news conference President Biden did yesterday to particularly go after Florida and Texas. The governors there, who happen to be Ron DeSantis in Florida's case and Greg Abbott in Texas, Republicans. They are bad Republican governors, according to Joe Biden, because. They're not out there advocating for mask mandates everywhere and other COVID restrictions. Here's what the president had to say yesterday. Cut one. I say to these governors, please help. But you aren't going to help. At least get out of the way. What are we doing? Just two states, Florida and Texas, account for one third of all new COVID-19 cases in the entire country. If some governors aren't willing to do the right thing to beat this pandemic, then they should allow businesses and universities who want to do the right thing to be able to do it. So what's, they, the, what's the right thing he's talking about? Oh, mask masking mandates. up. Yeah. Huh? Masking up. The, the governors of Texas and, and Florida, they're, uh, they're not, they're not going to mandate mask. Nope. Right. And that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what he's saying. Well. Now here's what's interesting in the case of Texas. Uh, we know what's happened to our southern border. According to Joe Biden policies on our southern border, we have tens of thousands every week now, it seems, because we had 210,000 encounters just last month alone. So we're talking tens of thousands every oh, week. Over a million people have come into our country, poured into our country illegally since Biden became president. Yes. So federal government, Joe Biden, is allowing these people to come in they get their little envelope. They claim asylum. And we heard yesterday, that's all a lie. People are coming here for jobs, uh, but they're claiming asylum. They get their coupon book. They get their little book, and they get their little papers saying, show up for a hearing two years from now, yeah. three years yeah. from now. <clears throat> Federal government, uh, not really checking all of them, very few of them actually for COVID, these people streaming across our southern border. The federal government is putting them on buses and planes and spreading them out all over the country. So yesterday at this news conference, uh, Fox reporter Peter Ducey asked the president about letting infected migrants across the border. Now, you've got a president now. Right. He's chastising he, he, these. He's chastising Florida and Texas governors. Yes. Saying you're letting COVID spread. Yes. While he's letting all these infected people pour into our country. Yes. Okay, and, and Ducey asked him about this? Ducey is the only reporter okay. with the guts to ask that question, yeah. to challenge him. Cut number mind. seven. You just said there is no wall high enough and no ocean wide enough to protect us from the virus. So what is the thinking behind letting untested and unvaccinated migrants cross the southern border into U.S. cities in record numbers? 
There is what we're doing. We have not withdrawn the order that is sometimes critical or criticized, saying that unvaccinated people should be go back across the border. But unaccompanied children is a different story because there's that, that's the most humane thing to do is to test them and to treat them and not send them back alone. Well, there's a problem with that response. It does not reflect reality. Now, what the president was saying, we can't send the little children back. Here's the problem. There may be some children on these buses and airplanes, but mostly it's adults. And he's, what, not, he's not sending anybody back. No. no. He's not sending. And that was a, that was a, that was, and Biden could give some lame answers, but that's one of the lamest answers I've heard in a while. Yeah. All, you know, all he said was in defense of what's happening, we have not withdrawn the regulation that they be tested. And if they're positive, they'd be sent back. He's not saying that they're enforcing it. Right. He's right, just saying right, we haven't, point. We, we haven't withdrawn it. Well, that's, yeah. that's not helping us, Mr. Yeah, President. Yeah. I would just say this with all due respect to the office of the presidency. If you're going to criticize the governor of Texas for trying to save his state from millions of people pouring in illegally, and you're going to criticize him for COVID and you don't, and you don't do anything to stop it from entering through these uh, folks who are coming here, pouring into our country, shut just shut up, just don't say anything, because you're you're totally discredited, okay? Uh, and, and I tell you what, another thing is, the governor of Texas is trying to bring attention to and trying to do something about this problem with the border, yeah. out of control. Completely out of control. Think about this, folks. Since Biden became president, it's a record. Over a million people, and they're expecting somewhere between one and two million now mm-hmm. by the end of the year. I mean, we're emptying out Central America. Come pour in. This is the, 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 the problems with, associated with this are going to be seen years from now. Right. Not, not, not just in the moment along the border, but uh, you have a president who's letting, who says he's, uh, you know, the president to handle the, the plan to handle the pandemic, right? Shuts off travel between the UK and America. And even though he criticized Biden, uh, Trump for being xenophobic, for shutting right. off our travel between China. So he's regulating travel. You know, you got to be tested here, there, and the other to get back into the country and talking about travel mandates. So this same guy doesn't care that millions of people are coming here untested and 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 spreading COVID all over the country. Well, and, and here's the point. I don't know whether or not what the president said about Texas and Florida was true when he said they are responsible for a third of the new cases. I don't know if that's true, but let's say that it is. How does he know that it's the policy of the governors in those states that's responsible for the increase in COVID cases instead of the fact that he's letting right. hundreds of thousands of right. people come in untested right who are going to come to at least at the very least texas first is one of the first states they're going to come to and maybe come go to uh along the coast of florida how does he know it's not his policy Mm -hmm. rather than the governor's yeah good point he doesn't but he but he's conveniently just going to take pot shots at those governors if he had a news media that was doing its job they would have asked that question but right. They don't. The, the, the only the, uh, the, the news, for the most part, the news media covering the Biden administration is worthless. Mm-hmm. Right. 
just work. Just take whatever the press release is or Jen Psaki says and just quote them and go with it as fact. Yeah. Because that's that's all. You're just lap dogs. Yep. Except for Peter Ducey. Yeah. He's the lone. Uh, from all Fox alone. News, he's the, he seems to be the only one that's going to ask any difficult right. questions. And then they won't even let him have a follow-up when when Jen Psaki or President Biden says something that's inaccurate or right. patently false or provably false. All right. So we shall return momentarily with more of today's issues on American Family Radio. Abraham Hamilton III will be with us momentarily. Stay with us. American Family Radio newscasts are now available as a podcast. I'm Rusty Pugh. I'm Steve Jordahl. Didn't catch the full story? Listen to the podcast. I'm Chris Woodward. I'm Chad Groening. Didn't have the radio on at the top of the hour? Listen to the podcast. I'm Charlie Bunch. And I'm Fred Jackson. Get accurate news from a Christian perspective whenever you want it with the American Family News podcast. You can also sign up for our daily news brief. Visit onenewsnow.com. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. Seven-year-old Elsa LeMaine ran a lemonade stand in her neighborhood park. She sells snacks and flowers and delicious lemonade to the citizens of Everett, Washington. But the other day, a park ranger shut down Elsa's lemonade stand. The ranger said it was against the rules. Neighbors were more than just angry. That's because the neighborhood park is also filled with homeless people, violating another city policy. They've called 911, they've called City Hall, but nothing is done. As a matter of fact, during a live television report about the lemonade stand, a naked man came strolling out of the woods. Summertime lemonade stands are a rite of passage for American kids, giving them their first taste of running a business and the value of a hard day's work. Shame on City Hall. What a terrible message they're sending to the children. Instead of being productive members of society, City Hall would rather the youngsters run around in the woods buck naked. Nobody wants that. I'm Todd Starnes. Beloved, we are now children of God, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when Christ appears, we will be like Him. 
for we will see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as Christ is pure. 1 John 3, 2 and 3. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the radio program Today's Issues on AFR. Thanks for listening. Tim with Ed and Fred, and um, we have now Abraham Hamilton III joining us. Abe is host of the Hamilton Corner each afternoon from 5 to 6 o'clock Central Time right here on American Family Radio. Many of you listen to Abe, and he's also our general counsel and a public policy analyst with us, and he's a constitutional lawyer, a dad, coach. Pastor. Huh? A pastor. Consumer bread meats. (laughs) um, Other attributes. Good morning, Abe. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) I assume you eat red meat, don't you? Oh, I I enjoy some meat that is red. (laughs) Uh, So... Uh, Abe, Fred has a question for your constitutional lawyer personality. All right. Uh, I I know uh, Abe and our audience, because I know I've heard Abe talk about this, uh, with regards to uh, Governor Abbott in Texas, uh, you know, his his state is facing this uh, surge on the border of illegal immigrants coming in. It's a tsunami. It's a tsunami. Yeah. And, And so he's trying to take steps to stop that trafficking and of course he's using state troopers for this this was announced some time ago well yesterday Abe, a federal judge blocked texas from allowing state troopers to stop vehicles carrying illegals on the grounds that they might be spreading COVID 19. so the picture is we had these troopers they would see these buses coming out of uh border cities and they were stopping them this judge says they don't have the authority to do that uh, your thoughts, <laughs> uh, man. It, it I, I said this on the radio, and it, it it's very unnerving to me that we have too many people, including uh, judges across the country, that are willing to treat our Bill of Rights as if it's nothing more than a Bill of Wipes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's the governor of the state of Texas has the the constitutional authority granted by the con- U.S. Constitution first and foremost, and secondarily, uh, I won't say first and foremost. I'll say first and secondarily by the Texas state constitution to protect, to take action, to protect, to protect the health and safety of its citizens. So Governor Abbott's executive order was issued in the wake of the federal government's refusal to enforce our existing immigration laws. Yes. So uh, this this temporary injunction issued by Judge Cardone there, uh, who was a, a Bush appointee, by the way, um, in my estimation, will ultimately uh, be found to be inaccurate. If I were in the attorney general's office in Texas, I would encourage uh, the AG there to countersue the federal government for failure to enforce uh, immigration laws. This this may create a situation uh, because the district, the, uh, ge- the attorney general's office under Merrick Garland has instituted this lawsuit. This may create the opportunity for the state of Texas to bring the federal government's refusal to enforce our existing immigration laws uh, before a court of law and to force the court 
to not evaluate the constitutionality of Judge, I mean, uh, Governor Abbott's uh, executive order in a vacuum, but to examine it in light of the federal government's refusal to maintain our southern border's integrity. Let me understand, Fred, the facts of what we're talking about here, just to be clear. Uh, I think I do, and I think most of our listeners do, but let me understand this, or Abe can chime in if I get this wrong. Um, so, Governor Abbott of Texas told the state troopers, uh, I guess Texas Rangers, and are they called, anyway, they're state troopers, they're uh, state police. Yes. Told them to pull over buses that are leaving the southern border, entering Texas uh, with with people who are coming here illegally. Correct. Is that right? Yes. And and and, and do what with them? Well, tell, tell them to turn around and go back, or what? I, I suppose I, I'm I'm not sure what what the charge. What do you would do be. when you pull them over? What do you do when you pull them over? I I assume that they would send them back towards the border. Uh, because the, the the aim here is to stop the spread of yeah. COVID-19. Okay. So let's just say that the Texas police pull over a bus. They know it's full of people here who've come in illegally. And he says, I don't know what he says, go back to the border and sit. Uh, I, I, I don't know exactly what, what the uh, officer would tell the bus driver to do. Or if the bus driver even has to comply, but the a federal judge has said to Governor Abbott, mm-hmm. "You have you can't do that. You can't pull over." Uh, that I don't know. Has the Abe has the did the judge say uh, if the president wants people to come into our country, the governor has no authority to stop them? <laughs> that that should be the implication. From the executive order, I mean, from George Cardone's order specifically says this, uh, referring to Governor Abbott's executive order. The executive order causes irreparable injury to the United States and to individuals the United States is charged with protecting, jeopardizing the health and safety of non-citizens in federal custody, risking the safety of federal law enforcement personnel and their families and exacerbating the spread of COVID-19. That's the exact opposite of what Governor Abbott's order seeks to do. And to answer your question, the way that it's supposed to work, if there are any persons, because illegal entry into the United States is, in fact, a crime. It is still a crime. So when Texas state police detain uh, illegal aliens who had entered our, who have entered our country illegally, they will be directed to place them in federal custody. And what Merrick Garland and, and what this judge appears to be saying is that, no, they don't want Texas's help to do that. <laughs> well, Texas's response is, well, stop letting people enter our country illegally. Yeah, and you know, they're, they're, and, they're, and the, the and, they're, and for, particularly for the people of Texas and and the bordering counties and so forth, they're the ones who are directly impacted this at first by these people pouring into our to to the across the border. And look, I, I feel sorry for these people. If you see pictures of them and video of them, they're desperate people coming they're coming to america in hopes of a better life right than what they have a lot of them from central america or mexico or now from other countries from around the world but even with that sympathy that any human has for uh, people 
who 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 live in poverty uh poverty can't be the reason why we americans have to accept everybody from around the world yeah uh that's not a a, a lawful reason for breaking into our country so to speak yeah joe yeah. biden has created this crisis yeah intentionally intentionally he has created this crisis and now he's trying to punish the state of Texas and the governor yes. who yep. is trying to do something. It, it's kind of get this image in your mind. <laughs> you have a dam that's keeping back tons and tons of water. Somebody goes in, uh, the federal government goes in and blows up that dam. The water comes pouring out. You've got the mayors of cities downstream from that water trying to do something about it. And the federal government is saying to these mayors, I'm not going to let you do anything to right. try to right. correct this problem. In fact, in this AP story, uh, am I pronouncing this county right? Hildago, Hildago County? Hildago. Hildago. Judge Richard Cortez, who is a Democrat, mm -hmm. has declared a disaster in his area be, by these illegal, illegal immigrants. And, and because, listen to this, he's the top elected official in the Rio Grande Valley's largest county, said Tuesday that typically about 8% of illegals test uh, positive for COVID. He said that number is now at 16%. Yeah. He's declared a disaster, but the president of the United States, a fellow Democrat to this gentleman, yeah. is creating this disaster. Well, uh, this is a flaw in our system. Oh. This is my opinion. Uh, may, maybe somebody, Abe or Ed would say, or you would say, Fred, well, there's a remedy for what, what I've described as a flaw, so it's really not a flaw. But I, as I've said before, uh, when the president of the United States, whose job it is to control immigration, that is the executive branch's office, and he says, uh, let them all in by his actions, mm -hmm. then, uh, so you have, it's basically like the, the, uh, the guardian, as I said, the guardian of the prison gives the prisoners the key. And then when the mayor says, what are you doing? I mean, uh, I got to protect the citizens of my city. The governor of the state says, no, mm -hmm. you can't, you have no authority. I do. Mm -hmm. And I say, let them all out. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I, I don't know what the answer is exactly. Uh, what? because you're not going to impeach Biden, right? Not right now. On this issue, go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, I, I would argue it's an impeachable offense, the refusal to uh, uphold the oath of your office. I mean, this is the, the constitutional separation of powers exists exactly for this reason. And so the, the flaw, as you described to Tim, in our system is not a flaw in the system in and of itself, as a, as opposed to operator error. <laughs> you know, you have a job to do. And you decide, no, I don't want to do this job because the, the system that exists presumes and assumes that the executive branch actually is interested in protecting the United States of America and is also interested in, in what you highlighted, uh, people that are coming here, no doubt about it. They're coming here to look to try to build better lives. They're trying that many of them are desperate. Many of them are suffering all kinds of difficulties in their home country. But the reality is poverty in your nation is not a a a, a, a lawful um, the term just left my mind. I was about to say, um, it's economic migrancy. That's not asylum seeking. 
<laughs> our country is attempting to present all migrants who come to our country as if they are seeking asylum. Those are not the same things. Not having the type of job prospects in your home country is not a lawful reason uh, to one, seek asylum in the United States of America or two, to break our laws to come to our country. You know, and if that is the case, the, the question always becomes, OK, well, then how many people do we take in from around the world to absorb into our country, uh, sidestepping the system we have for integrating people into our country? Because there's a reason why we have legal immigration so that we can control the quantity of people who come and to control that flow. We are still the country who has the most favorable immigration policies in the world. We take in a million legal immigrants every year. And just in July, we've taken in, according to this report, 200,000. There were 200,000 illegal immigrants who were stopped at the border in July. That's up for, from 188,829 in June, the highest in more than 20 years. There is no way we can continue operating at this yeah. level and maintain any type of comedy uh, in our country. Well, I, I would, I would, I'm not going to count on this, but I would just say if Democrat voters— in this country, don't people who vote for Democrats don't care about what I just said, taking people from what's going to increase from around the world and let them just pour into our country illegally, which ultimately, ultimately that leads to your demise as a nation. Uh, if Democrat voters don't do something within their own party, you know what I'm saying? To get their own people, their own people to care about this issue, then it doesn't look good <laughs> to me. Because what we're saying is, I, assuming the country's 50 50, 50 percent Republican, 50 percent Democrat, if 50 percent of our own fellow citizens don't care about borders, our sovereignty, or what that means to our law and order, not to mention our money. Or our, our government money that we're going to have to, you know, Biden says he wants to pay for all the illegals health care. I mean, we can't do that uh, forever. We can't do that. But that's what he says. And I only have to assume people who vote for him say, yeah, I'm all for that. So, all right, Abe, thanks so much. Look forward to your show this afternoon. All righty. Thank you, guys. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You know, I, I, what I find outrageous about this is that Joe Biden had the gall yesterday to get up at that news conference and chastise the governor of uh, Governor Abbott of Texas saying that he's at fault for Texas having a high rate of COVID right now. Yeah. At the same time, Joe Biden is responsible for all of these people coming across the border so, at least some of them are being tested, but those are being tested at, they're now showing double the rate of COVID positivity. Yeah, he didn't care. So he is causing a lot of the problem in Texas, Joe Biden, but he's chastising uh, Abbott for not bringing in mass mandates. Right. Well, I mean, the hypocrisy is just. Vice President Harris is studying the root causes, Fred, and <laughs> yeah. I think you're asking too much for and her. And she's in charge. Yeah, she's in problem. charge right now, studying root causes. And she's going to get back to you. Yeah. They, we'll circle years. back. We can all sleep well tonight knowing that. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, we here at American Family Association, American Family Radio, we do a lot of things. You hear us uh, talking about our radio ministry a lot, but we also have other things we do. We create 
films and documentaries. We we get involved in politics and government. We uh, just uh, we, we distribute resources having to help the family and the Christian community. And we got one of those we're going to talk about now. Yeah, absolutely. Want to uh, welcome to the program M.D. Perkins, who's pro- uh, one of the producers for American Family Studios. Um, if you are familiar with uh, in his image, that has been an extremely impactful uh, video that we produced, American Family Studios produced. M.D. was uh, one of the major contributing factors to that, but he is also... Uh, Someone that we used for a what we call a cultural institute, which is a short, uh, usually two segments, 30, 40 minutes a, a piece, on the subject of the topic is understanding the dangers of gay Christianity. Now, if you're sitting there going, what is that? Well, that's why we have M.D. Perkins on <laughs> to tell us. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. You know, the great thing about American Family Association is we steer completely clear of controversy. That's, yeah. that's, you know, that's right. Because, huh? That's right. We just don't want to. We're men pleasers here, aren't we? We yes, care about we, what people we, think we, about us. Exactly. <laughs> um, of course, we're being sarcastic here, which is rare. Um, and that in itself is a sarcastic statement, yes. I guess, to, to, to an extent. Uh, seriously, uh, uh, under the title of the DVD that we're talking about right now, that you recorded for us, MD. Yes, sir. Is titled "Understanding the Dangers of Gay Christianity," as Ed just said. Gay Christianity is in quotations. Give us an overview. Yeah. So the the idea of gay Christianity is that it's basically the attempt to reconcile the Christian faith and homosexuality in all the fullness of what that means. So you know, obviously, as as Bible believing Christians, we understand that these two things are irreconcilable. That you can't have uh, that you can't embrace the Bible as the, the the definitive authoritative word of God and say that homosexuality is good or right or proper and that it has no you know long long lasting implications on those who embrace it or any of these kinds of things. But that is the that is the message that is increasingly being put out there. I mean, you know this, Ed, from years of of researching these things yourself, that uh, that the attempt to get the church on board on the on the whole LGBTQ agenda is is very active, and and obviously at this point in history, um, you know, has been very successful, especially within the mainline Protestant denominations. I mean, the the amount of capitulation, the amount of affirmation, all of these kinds of things, are um, have basically become the mainstream version that people are now holding up to you know, more conservative Christians and saying, well, this is what Jesus actually says. You know, you should just get in line with Jesus. You should just love everybody and just be affirming and accepting because somebody is born this way and they can't change. And so they're holding that up against Christians and really eroding uh, Christians' public witness and even ability to to theologically stand against some of these well, things. Well, and, and you, can, uh, you can ask the right questions and get the wrong answers. Yeah. So when I say that, what I mean is that there are a lot of Christians— who struggle to understand how someone can can appear to be so gay, mm-hmm. and their their experience is I can't change this. I've tried. You'll hear this all the time. I prayed and prayed and prayed and asked God to take these desires away, and uh, and He didn't. 
So my conclusion as a Christian is that this is the way God made me. I can't change. And maybe even this is the way God wanted me. So there are people who are at, who are Christians who are looking at that struggle and, and honestly wanting to find answers, but they're getting the wrong answer. Yeah. Okay. So how do you understand the, the fact that we all struggle with sin and there may be people listening who go, well, I may not be homosexuality, but I struggle with sin X, Y, or Z. Very difficult. I, I don't know if I'll ever get over it, whatever. So how do you, because you, you're yeah. also a Bible-believing Christian, you've studied this subject in depth. I yeah. mean, really in depth. Uh, how do you, what would you say to the Christians who are asking that question and you want them to actually get a biblical answer? Well, part of what's unique about the way that this whole homosexuality debate is being framed is within the concept of identity. So you are identifying yourself fundamentally, essentially, um, this way as as someone who is who is a homosexual. And so, I mean, even the concept of homosexuality is not just the idea of attraction, but it's also uh, your association with other people who likewise identify elements of community, elements of self-personal identification. I mean, sexual identity labels, are, are that's the actual term, you know, for gay, lesbian, even straight. I mean, those are sexual identity labels. It's identifying yourself in this way. And when we talk about things like, you know, these, these kind of rooted addiction kind of sins like alcoholism or things like that, so there isn't this group who's trying to claim, you know, I'm an alcoholic Christian or I'm a swindler Christian or there's these or aspects. I'm a, an adulterous Christian. Exactly. There isn't this push within culture to so much identify yourself in that way that uh, that even the concept of gay Christian or, you know, hyphenated Christianity is a part of that conversation. But it is when it comes to homosexuality. And so when we're talking about these things in terms of how do we deal with it in the church— Part of it is is stripping away that whole notion of identity so that when someone can honestly recognize a sin struggle within themselves, but they're also recognizing that this is, even the, the desires and attractions in these ways, wherever they come from, uh, they're sinful, and I need to submit myself to the Lordship of Christ, and I need to, um, you know, uh, fall upon his mercy. So I, I identify as a Christian yes. who may battle with these temptations. Yeah. But it's wrong, you're saying. Right. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're saying it's wrong to si- simply say I am a I identify as a gay Christian right. and I will make no efforts to change that. Exactly. And there's nothing that I can do to change that. Right. And I I think that argument is not helped when you have denominational leaders including some evangelical denominational leaders who say the Bible only whispers about homosexuality, and that is a quote. Yeah. The Bible only whispers. Who who was that? That was that. Was that J D. Greer. J D. Greer. J D. Greer. Southern Baptist, former Southern Baptist president. President. Yes, that's disturbing, and that that to me just throws more mud into. We're trying to clarify what the Bible says. Some, and then you have a leader who says, "Well, the Bible just whispers." Exactly. About homosexuality. And and to your point, Fred, I mean, that's that's part of the influence of this other aspect of gay Christianity, which is this whole revoice movement or gay celibate theology, and I deal with this in this in this um, cultural institute as well. Ed, how can people get the our DVD? Well, they can go to afastore.net, 
and it is available. We have a whole host of what we call cultural institutes on a bunch of different Those topics. Those are videos. They're videos. They're DVDs. Right. And we have people with expertise in the area that we're, uh, we've invited them in. They're not all from AFA, but MD uh, Perkins, to whom we're speaking right now, is an expert on this subject. And so you can go to afastore.net and search for MD Perkins or Gay Christianity, and it'll come up. Uh, uh, the uh, the title of the DVD is Understanding the Dangers of Gay Christianity, and it's available. Uh, is it still afastore.net? Uh, it is. Cha- we're going to change we're, it. We are going to change it. We are <clears throat> calling it the Resource Center, AFA Resource Center, but the uh, current address is still afastore.net. That will probably change. Is it change. hard to find there? I am just, I'm going to go type up. Get a gay. search. So, uh, uh, no, it but, comes right up. Gay. Okay. It's, it, it's, uh, easily. And a lot of you, uh, have received this or are going to receive it. Uh, in your, in the letter you get from us each month where you make a donation to the ministry. It's, it's the premium. Yes. Uh, is that now going out now or is that? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, I want to ask you guys, uh, back to Ed's, Point here. No, we got one minute left. Okay. <laughs> what do you say, MD, to uh, to that person who says, you know, I knew a gay guy and he tried to change, but he couldn't because that's his sexual orientation. So you're asking him to do something that's impossible. How would you respond to that? Uh, well, first of all, uh, <laughs> orientation, I believe, is a word construct intended to lock people into that kind of self-identification and things. But there's there's a lot of reasons why anyone goes back to the sins that they've been ensnared with in the past is why they're called besetting sins. And we're told in Hebrews to put them off and to put them away with the expectation that you can actually do that. Hmm. Well, thank you, brother. Well, thank you. <clears throat> and you good. cover that more in depth yes, in, sir. in the DVD uh, that we have available. So oh. listen, get get a couple of copies and give them away to people who yeah. need it. Yeah, there's hope in Christ. Amen. For all of us to change our lives, no matter what sin has so easily beset us, as the Scripture says. We'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.